Hi everybody and welcome to Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit. I'm your host, Leanne the Barefoot Medium. I'm an international medium, twin flame, transformational coach and author. I am absolutely passionate about reconnecting you with your loved ones who've passed over as well as providing access to practical knowledge and guidance, tools and techniques you can use in your everyday lives to shift through the shit, the limiting beliefs, stories, emotions, sabotage patterns and fears that are holding you back from creating and manifesting the life that you dream of. Now feel free to kick off your shoes, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show where I am joined by Richard Pryor, who is here with us to discuss mediums, helping overcome grief. Now, Richie thought he understood happiness until he lost his son and the happiness left him alone and in the dark. After years of struggling with depression, drinking and antidepressants, Richie found his way back to happiness and discovered who he really was inside, what true happiness is. Now, Richie helps people all over the world in their pursuit of happiness. So please, those of you who are listening and connecting in, welcome Richie. Thank you so much for joining me all the way from the other side of the world. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This is fantastic. I was so looking forward to this. Yeah, so please share with listeners, if you can, a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you've come to be doing the work that you're doing. Okay, so uh, my name is Richard Pryor again, and um, I'm an author and life coach. I like to call it happiness mentoring. And uh, how I got here, it's kind of a, a little, a little bit of a long story, but uh, I'll kind of shorten it up for you. So, uh, my wife and I, and uh, we had two boys, and we had a beautiful life, fantastic. I had my own business. My son, my oldest son Richie, worked for me, and uh, life was just going along. We were traveling the world, and back in 2015, we were celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. So we all decided to go out to Hawaii to renew our vows. And uh, that was just amazing. And uh, six weeks later, come back home after the trip. And uh, we got a call from our son, Matthew, on July 5th, telling us that um, he was at Richie's house and Richie wasn't responding. Mm. And, you know, when we got that call, you know, we were going through all these different scenarios in our mind. It's like, he's mistaken. It's, it's, it's some kind of a mix-up. He must be just passed out. We were trying to rationalize what we were hearing, you know, on the other side of the phone. But, you know, deep down we knew when we heard those, those words, he's not responding. We knew what it was. Mm. So we rushed over to his house, and uh, the police were there, and they told us that, um, that he was gone. Mm. and uh it was it was tough he was 27 years old he had just um he had just bought his house a a year prior you know he was working for me he was he was just loving life Mm -hmm. and he went to bed and uh he never woke up yeah wow 
and um, you know, it was it for my wife and I for just this big, you know, this I don't even know what to call it. The tragedy just we never experienced anything like that. I mean, we both lost our dads at a young age, mm. but nothing prepares you for this um, this thing in life that's so out of the ordinary. You know. Yeah. It's a normal thing, you know, to bury your parents. Mm. I mean, but to bury a child, it's just, it's something we couldn't get our hands around. Yeah. And I think that the hardest part was not knowing where he was. Mm. Mm. You know, he, he was there, you know, that day we were supposed to have a cookout that afternoon and he was there yesterday, but today he's gone. Mm. We never had a chance to say goodbye. I was so fortunate that, you know, I spoke to him a couple of days before. The last thing I said to him was that I loved him. Yeah. And I was just so grateful for that interaction. But we were at a point now where he was gone and it's like, where is he at? So my wife and I just, we struggled so much. God, I, I, it was about a year and a half that, um, you know, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. We wanted, we wanted, we wanted to know where he was. We mm-hmm. wanted to know where he was. And, and we didn't care what we did or, or, or how we found out that, but we wanted to know that he was uh, that he was okay, that he yeah. was safe. Yeah. And and you know it's just we tried we tried a lot of different things. We went to grief groups, grief counseling, and and nothing really kind of satisfied that need. I wanted to know why he passed, and that was just a a pursuit of, of craziness because I was never going to get that answer. No matter how hard I tried, no matter how many books I read, I think I read like 800 books. Not one of them told me why. Yeah. So uh, that we wrestled with that, you know, why did this happen to us? You know, and thank God that we had uh, found um, a local girl. uh, She's called the North Shore Medium in our area. And um, my wife used to go to psychics and mediums for years. Every now and then we'd go... Hey, let's go see, you know, and my wife totally believed in it. And I was, yeah, I, I, I believed in it, you know, a lot, you know, um, but she goes, well, there's this girl, uh, her name is Jocelyn. Let's, uh, let's have her come over. So we got a couple of our friends together and this was about um, four months after Richie passed. So this is like in September, he passed in July. So in around September and I would have tried anything, you know, I just mm-hmm. I needed to find some kind of a some hope some hope that he was he was okay yeah. um so we got her over the house and um it was in the process of my you know we were drinking a lot just to numb ourselves to numb the mm-hmm. pain whatever it took uh to, we were we were in this i call it survival mode yeah. so i didn't care what we did i didn't care what people thought it's like i was trying to survive from day to day both my wife and i yeah so we got, you know, Jocelyn come over and, um, and we had a couple of other f- close friends come over to share the, share the evening with us. And uh, so we're all sitting there and she opened up the, the portal. Was it called a portal, the channel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. She opened up something. <laughs> it's like, and all of a sudden, um, the weirdest stuff started happening. Our dog, Toby, he went crazy. He yeah. started barking ferociously. And it's like, okay. 
And then all of a sudden, uh, Jocelyn started, you know, giving us these signs of, you know, Richie, his mannerisms yeah. and the clothes that he was wearing, his signature black Boston Red Sox hat, and he was swearing. And my son loved to swear. I like to swear too, but I'm keeping it clean here. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, and, and she's talking, she goes, well, he's, he's mad. And it's like, why? Why? Because he wasn't supposed to go. It wasn't his time. He's just really, really angry. Um, mm. He's mad because she she told us that she, when my son, fought, my youngest son, Matthew, found him, mm. that Richie was still in the room where he was trying to get Matthew's attention, but he couldn't see him. And he was he was he was explaining how frustrated he was that he was trying to get Matthew's attention and Matthew could see him. Yeah. So she says he's walking around the house, you know, screaming and swearing and just mad. And the TV just started flickering. It was just crazy. There was a station on the, the volume was off, but the TV, the, the, the snow started back and forth. And like, we, we don't have like a satellite. We have regular cable. So it's a constant picture. So yeah. the TV start to flash and then the dog start to bark. And then she said, uh, Richie was had walked into the kitchen, and then Toby, our dog, went into the kitchen. It's just barking at just like nothing. Mm. So it was kind of, it was really, it just started to blow my mind. Yeah. And as this was going on, you know, a couple of weeks prior to this, after Richie's passing, the house became very, very heavy. Yeah, it was dark, and we felt as though when we walked through the door, it was just like somebody put like a really heavy wet blanket on all, all three of us. Yeah. And, and we couldn't shake it. And, and we did not know, we didn't know why. Yeah. And it was because, uh, Jocelyn explained it. You probably know a lot more than this than I do and how I'm explaining <laughs> it. He was kind of trapped. He, he was afraid to move on. Yeah. He was afraid to leave us because he said that he was the best. <sighs> He was the best family, that we were the best family. And he was afraid that if he left us, he wouldn't see us again. Mm. So what is it called when you're trapped in that? What is it called? It's not, is it purgatory? Oh, I, I, it, it depends on your belief systems around that. For me, I don't really believe that, that spirits get trapped anywhere or our loved ones get trapped anywhere. And, and I love hearing about your story and about your amazing son. And as a medium, I obviously deal with grief and loss with clients every day. Now, the one thing I know for sure is that we all experience grief and loss, whether it's a mother, a grandpa, grandfather, a sister, a sibling, a son or a daughter, or even just a really close friend. We all experience that throughout life. And it is often a traumatic experience or extremely emotional in whatever way, shape or form, because it can be, you know, the drawn out illnesses, the short illnesses, the, you know, the, the suicides or those who are taken from the world by somebody else or just a simple transition from here to somewhere else through going to sleep or, 
you know, that peacefulness that's there. But my belief system, having worked with, with those in the spirit realms, which is what I call them, is that we simply transition from one world to a different. It's like going from one city to the next. And we're just energy in a physical body here who has lessons and learnings and opportunities and experiences. And I don't necessarily believe that we leave the world too early. I believe we leave the world the way we're meant to go for our own soul's journey and for the journey of those left behind. Yeah. And so there's learning and there's opportunity and there's an amazing gift in grief and in losing a loved one, even though we go through and I've got the psychology background, the grief counselling and the stages of grief and the anger and the hurt and the why, they're all normal, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, the passing of a loved one or not. What really intrigues me is how death or the loss of a loved one is something that seems to be quite taboo to talk about. Yes. Oh, nobody, people ran from us. They would avoid us. If we saw somebody in the store, they would see us coming and it's like, Hey, this, and all of a sudden they'd gone, they're gone. They were just so afraid. Like what, you know, uh, the loss of our son, it was, it was catchy. It was like they would catch it and they would possibly lose somebody, you know, one of their, one of their children. And we thought that we thought that was so frustrating. And I write about it in a a third chapter of my book, how to, uh, who's got your sex, who's got your back. Yeah. So, I mean, we went through that. And when Richie was in this, he, he was afraid, I guess the bottom line, he was, he didn't want, he did not want to go into the light Mm. because afraid going into the light means that he would never see us again. So once Jocelyn finished that, that evening, and it was just so amazing to hear that Richie was, that, that he was there. He was, he was somewhere. he was in the house. And even if he was mad, he was still in the house with us. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of, we were kind of being selfish about it. So what, what Jocelyn had recommended is she recommended us go see a shaman. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I did not, believe in the shaman I thought it was oh she's just telling us to go see somebody else and I got to tell you though we went to see the shaman and it was just incredible we got into this room uh it was this this, uh her name is Susan and um she brought us into this room it was really quiet and um she put on the soft music and all of a sudden she started doing Indian chants and it was kind of freaking me out a little bit (laughs) I didn't look at my wife or my son because if we made eye contact, we would have started laughing. Because yeah. so, that's how we are. We just, we, we love laughing. It's like, so I'm not going to look at them. But I have to tell you, she, you know, she started doing this stuff. And then all of a sudden she said that Richie had appeared. And um, he was showing her this, this amazing forest. And I had had visits from him in the past, dreams mm. and visits. We were, he was, you know, he was in this forest. And so it came to the point where a, a young woman, a white, dressed in all white, she was an angel, she was beautiful, had found Richie and 
was going to take him into the light. And I, Susan helped, hmm. helped him get her. And they both went into the light. And you know, it was just amazing. As, as they went into the light, she had doors that were open to, to her yard. And once he made that transition, the doors flung open. Blew our minds. We did not know what happened. It was just incredible. But once that happened, it was just a, an overwhelming sense of, of peace mm. inside of us. And, and it just made us feel so, so wonderful. And then when we got home, it's like, she goes, when you get home, please let me know if there's a difference. You know, we walked through the doors when we got home and that, that heaviness was gone. Yeah. yeah. It was gone and it was so beautiful. And that's why I thank you, you, you ladies, you people that do this kind of work. It's just, it's so amazing. And people that are struggling with grief out there, they, they need to try it. They need to try it. And from that point on, once a year, we have Jocelyn come back. Yeah. And she connects connect she brings Richie in Richie comes in now with my dad with Barbara's yeah. dad with my grandfather my grandmother yeah, big party. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a big party and the biggest thing we get out of it is Richie how you doing yeah. I'm okay yeah I'm okay this was yeah. my journey this is what I was supposed to do yeah and what I got from it and you said gift and it's I, I wrestle so much. I call it a gift, but I'm, but I'm careful not to call it a gift when I'm talking to newly bereaved. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So I, I, I watch, I have to watch my language when I'm talking to them because uh, I do quite a bit of grief coaching. And, um, but it is a gift because yeah. if I hadn't seen his passing as, any, as anything else, it would have killed me. Mm. You know, I would, I would walk around that like that for the rest of my life, yeah. but I chose to take it that, okay, the meaning of this is that I'm supposed to help others. Mm. And, and anyway, I think that's, that's where, when we're in our own grief for that heaviness, like you talked about of, you know, the sad, the overwhelming sadness and the overwhelming sense of loss. And, you know, I explained to my clients, it's often, the sadness or the grief is often about the love that you have and feeling like you have nowhere to put it because that person's no longer in your physical presence. But the reality is they're always around us. They're only a thought away. And, yes. you know, everyone can open to communicating with them, no matter what your belief systems are. And I think that plays a lot um, a, a big role in how we've grown up, whether it's the religious beliefs, whether it's Buddha, Muhammad, um, you know, Jesus, God, whoever. Um, for me, I haven't grown up with a religious background and, you know, not in a spiritual family who weren't open to this stuff. So I had to work out what all this stuff meant and who these who these energies or people were that were talking to me or, you know, appearing to me. So it's, you know, it's looking at our own belief systems around what happens to a person when we leave this physical world and move to another. It's a, you know, throughout life we go through transitions and changes 
endings mm. and beginnings. There's an ending and a new beginning every day. And, you know, as, as hard as it is while we're in that heaviness and that sadness and that anger of where are you, why did you go, you know, I want you here, and that negotiation, <laughs> I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm just hearing you did a lot of that. <laughs> Oh, it was. It was yeah. a lot of negotiations. Yeah. I mean, and so it's like, you know, how do we step out of that and and look at it from a different perspective? And that's why I wanted to really talk to you about this topic because it is something that people don't want to talk about and are not comfortable addressing. And like you said, people would avoid you. I think that's more about people not knowing what to say or how to support than than much else. And so sometimes just saying, I'm so sorry, I don't know what to say to you right now, that's that's enough to just acknowledge. And and that's it. That's all. And and I and I say it, it's just so important just just to be listen. Just listen. You don't have to, I think as a lot of human beings, we try to fill that, that quietness. When you have a conversation, it's, oh, it's quiet. I'm uncomfortable. And just letting it, letting it be, letting somebody have that space, you know, just to, just to be in the moment and just be present and not have to fill it with, you know, we had all these crazy things. Oh, uh, God needed another IT engineer up there. And, yeah. And it's like, no, I needed my son here. Yeah, <laughs> so it just doesn't cut it, does it? <laughs> but it's people that they don't know what to say. And I think the best thing you can do is if, if, you, if you know somebody that, that just lost somebody or they're grieving, just listen to them. Just, yeah. let them. just let them talk. And you don't have to say anything. Just being, the, being there for them in that space, that's more, than, that's more than they need. Yeah, and I think it's also about allowing people to express emotion and again often we're we're brought up as kids and particularly males um you know about expressing emotion like sadness tears anger hurt um we often and a lot of men in particular get told now now quieten down you'll be fine yeah 100 percent true i so, held back but, so but long it's such like emotions are not who you are. Mm -hmm. They're an expression that needs to come out, an energy that needs to come out. And if you hold on to it, and I often say to people, you know, imagine you, you've got like a, a, a beach ball that you've got in a swimming pool and you're pushing it under the water. That's the emotion you're pushing down and holding underneath this water. It has to come up at some point. It has to. And I think we as a society really need to learn with women and men, but particularly our boys, it's okay to express an emotion. It's just an emotion. Yeah. That's and just be there. So, so true. I love the way you put that. It's, it's emotion and it needs to come out. And I spent a year and a half and by nature, I'm a very happy, fun-loving, I love to laugh, love to make fun of things myself. And I held that back because I thought society would say, oh, he's smiling. 
that he's doing a dishonor to his son and you know he really doesn't miss him so i held it in yeah i held it in and it wasn't it wasn't natural you know it was preventing for me from moving forward and i see so many people doing that especially males males are like the pillars of the family and we're supposed to be strong not cry and when i coach people i tell them yes cry it's okay to be vulnerable it's good it's good for you yeah and there's actually an enormous amount of strength in in vulnerability and there's i know that there's an amazing woman that does some some research on vulnerability bren brown um, go and check her out, those who are listening to, to this episode. She talks about the strength in vulnerability and we can't move forward and move into more happiness, more peace, more joy without releasing the anger, the sadness, the hurt, the pain, the heaviness mm-hmm. that sits there. And it's neither right nor wrong. It just is. And I think that's where we judge it is it's wrong to be sad. It's wrong to be angry. Yeah. And And I I definitely agree that that is so true. And and one thing I want to let the listeners know that, you know, if they're struggling with grief, it's, it's not, it's not stages. It's, you know, there are the stages of grief, but there's some days where you could have them all. Like a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was pissed off. Okay, I said, I said a little. I was pissed off. I was angry. Then I was sad. And then I was happy. I feel like a, you know, a schizophrenic. But that's sometimes how it is. It's just taking, taking your grief one, just one day at a time, one step at a time. The biggest impact that one person had on me on my journey was that she goes, Richie, just take it one second at a time. Yeah. And then maybe a month, a day, a year down the line, you can take it two seconds, then it'll turn into a minute. And that's what it was. It was just knowing where I was at, and then maybe tomorrow it's going to be a little bit better. Yeah. And it worked yeah. so, so, such wonders. But then again, something could trigger it like that, and you could be back in those stages again, and you got to be okay with that. Okay, I'm back here. You know, we had a lot. We lost a friend a couple weeks ago at 64, and it was unexpected, and it kind of brought me back there for a couple of days. But now that I have all this experience, I know how to, you know, get myself back to yeah. where I was. Yeah. But it's just, it's, sometimes it's just a struggle all the time. Yeah. And I've, I, what's popping into my mind is um, I had some clients that I talked through about, you know, get in the shower and cry if that's where you feel safe and, and allow yourself to be vulnerable. And imagine that you've got a rope there that you can hold on to that keeps you centered and grounded and present and give yourself permission to cry, whether it's for a day, whether it's two days, whether it's an hour, whether it's two hours, whether it's a minute or a second, give yourself permission to feel and know when you're ready, that rope is there for you to pull yourself up on. I love that. That is absolutely beautiful. You know, it's, it's, and I wish we we taught our kids this stuff because, yeah, it's it's a transition in life. And from my perspective, and I'm I think I've shared this with listeners before, but I'll go there again because it's popping up. Um, you know, I'm in my mid forties, and I've I think I've got about fifteen loved ones who've passed. So 
I've experienced grief and loss from quite a young age. And the one that really, and I'm really grateful that it happened this way because I wouldn't have been okay. So my, one of my really dear friends was, was killed suddenly in a car accident. And thank you. And my grandfather passed the day of his funeral. Yeah. Now, my grandfather was, I was very close to him, very special man. And from a grieving perspective, he was 93, I think, when he passed, my grandfather. So he had a good innings. <laughs> I like that, good innings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, putting it into perspective with a close friend who was 27 at the time, you, you know, I kind of, it, it gave me perspective and it allowed me to move through the grieving process for my grandfather a lot quicker than I would have if it had have happened on an individual basis. Yeah, isn't that strange how that happens? Yeah, so I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, it kind of, after losing Richie, I've lost three of my, I had five really best friends and I lost three of them in the last 18 months. Yeah. And I was sad, but I moved through it very, very quickly. You know, yeah. the last one I was, I was kind of out of it for a day or so, but then the next day I was okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's okay. And, you know, sometimes the gift in, you know, people leaving this physical world and moving to that next, whatever it is that you call it, um, mm -hmm. spirit world, universe, um, heaven, whatever you want to call it. Um, sometimes it's about opening us up to there being more to life than just this physical world. Why, why do we believe in a, a God or a Jesus or a Muhammad or a Buddha or whatever? And we have faith and trust that they're there without seeing them. Yes. But we have difficulty believing and trusting that, that our loved ones are still there. I, I got to be honest, that was one thing that I got that really made, made the biggest impact of, on my journey of grief, what I call it, was uh, knowing that my son was there and knowing that when my work is done here, yep. that I will see him again. Yeah. And the second biggest gift is that I am not afraid of anything anymore. You know, death, yeah. fear, I have absolutely no fear. So that is another gift that he gave me that, oh my God, I thank him so much. And I say that I was supposed to be his teacher in this world, in this life, but he was mine. Yeah, absolutely. He taught me how to live and he gave me a path forward to say, dad, you're not going to be scared of anything anymore. Yeah. And beautiful. Yeah. And so what a beautiful, precious gift that is. So thank you for sharing that. If you, would, if you would share with listeners three things about how a medium can help move through grief and loss of a loved one, what would you say? The top one by far is knowing that they're okay. Yeah. Because whatever reason they passed here in the physical realm world they don't have that 
disease, pain, whatever they were going through, they shed that. And any kind of anger, frustration, any kind of thing you had with them here, it's all gone. Everything's good over there. Mm-hmm. Whatever they got, it's good. That's one. Was that one or two? <laughs> That's one. Um, and, and, and I just, I love to check in once a year and it's like a reunion. Yeah. Once a year, we have a medium. I don't, know you, I don't know how you guys do it, but we get a little get together and we check in. He comes, my parents come in and it just, yeah. it's just, so it's just an ongoing, how are things going over yeah. there? And, yeah. and it just, uh, uh, just, uh, 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 you know, I don't know, I can't figure out a word for it, but it's just a confirmation that uh, everything's well. Just having that confirmation on a yearly basis. Yeah. Um, th- those are those are the two biggest things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, third one, um, just the, knowing that there's something else on the other end of all this. That's yeah. the third biggest thing is like knowing that I'm not gonna just die and then psh, I did all this stuff here for what? I got made a. I was helping people. I was being. I was contributing, helping the homeless, helping people with grief. I wrote a book. This and that. It's like. I'm doing it for a reason. Yeah. And but the the goal here, the the uh, the silver lining is that I'm gonna find out what it is in that next the next part of life. Exactly. And it's it's really interesting. And for those listening, I've um, Richie and I are on video while we're recording this, and I'm seeing one of the photos behind you, and all I keep hearing is I'm off to see the wizard. <laughs> There's a picture of the Wizard of Oz behind you and it's almost like, you know, that transition from one world to the next. I just keep hearing those words in my head and I'm like, okay, just say it. (laughs) So we we went to a, we do a lot of charity stuff and we went to this charity event and the, the munchkins had signed it. And my son that passed, he gave me such a hard time. Why did you waste $400 on that? It's like, I didn't. Because I knew you were going to be here today and on it. And, you know, that's one of my absolute favourite um, childhood movies. So I love that it, that he's given me that to kind of go, say it, say it, say it. Richie, Richie watched that movie. I think we, we wore out three or four of them when he was little. He yep. would watch it five or six times a day. I was so sick of seeing the wizard. I could, I can recite every word from the whole movie. <laughs> so the lollipop kids. That, oh my god! You know, for those who who have seen that movie, it's kind of like taking that journey from you know one space to another, and and we're off to see the wizard, whatever that is for you. <laughs> oh, I love how you tied that in. That is that is so nice. <laughs> My 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 beautiful guides in the spirit realms always use analogies um, to help people understand how things work. So, you know, I'm trusting and, and knowing that that's going to help someone else to really see a little bit of a lighter side to, you know, grief and loss and, and how that process works. And I'm just kind of seeing your son, you know, walking down that path and, <laughs> you know, we... We take the adventure in mm-hmm. everyday life as well. So it's just another part of our journey and another part of our adventure. 
on a soul level. Mm -hmm. So thank yes. you so much, Richie, for joining me. Thank you, Leanne. This has been fantastic. <laughs> really really enjoyed so Can you share with people where they can connect with you if they'd like to know more or, or find out about your book? Uh, yes, uh, you can go to uh, thewarriorsoflife.com, spelled out T-H-E, warriorsoflife.com, and you can get the inform information on my book and find out what else we're doing with my son's foundation that we created in his name and his memory. So, yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing and for those Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. It's always nice to talk to people about, you know, topics that I'm passionate about and that's part of my purpose. So thank you. And for sharing a real story about how grief is experienced. And for me, that's what I love about what I do. If I could spend one more moment with some of my loved ones who've passed that that for me is priceless. That's exactly true. And, you know, so for those listening, connect with a medium that you're drawn to, that you resonate with. And, you know, even if you're not, if you're sceptical or not quite open, go and experience it and, and see what comes through for you. Um, our loved ones, again, are only a thought away and we're, we're able to have a conversation and connect with them through a different language, a different form, um, anytime we like. And they, they come into our presence to guide us and support us on our journey as we keep going. And sometimes that, that journey unfolds as we keep taking steps. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's the beauty of life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, you know, walking the yellow brick road, Take a step and see what comes your way. That's right. <laughs> so for those listening who want to keep connect with me more, check out my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au or jump on Facebook, uh, Instagram and all the other social media stuff as well. <laughs> Thank you again so much for joining me. And for those listening, if you're experiencing grief and loss, then... Please get help and support if you need it and be, be open to connecting and communicating with them through a medium. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whoever you're surrounding yourself with, I hope you do that with love, joy and happiness. Have a beautiful, amazing day and thank you for joining me on Barefoot Radio today.